Welcome to Bird's Eye View. When it comes to the Orioles, this weekly podcast is your official source for a lack of insight and for basis opinion. Today is July 18th, 2018, and this is episode 245. Let me just pull the curtain back a little bit. Scott and I recorded a placeholder that was supposed to go up on Monday. It didn't happen because I got distracted. But in that recorded, we said that there would be no episode 245. In that 12-minute recording, we talked about the ball game we were going to attend that next day with our sons. And we knew it would be the last time that we would most likely see Manny Machado play for the Baltimore Orioles in person. And so it was. We weren't expecting to put out an episode this week. After all, the bevies will come out tomorrow. Please, check out our annual awards show when it hits your podcast feed Thursday, July 19th. Scott's out of town, has our weird ships passing in the night due to personal and professional commitments summer continues. But uh, when Manny Machado gets traded, bird's eye view cannot be silent. So with that, buckle up, Birds fans. This might be a rough one. Let's get started with the drink of the week. I'm drinking another flagship IPA. After having finished a pair of gin and tonics, after having had a loose cannon. Look, you can say that I'm handling this well, but yeah. If you're interested in sharing your drink of the week with us, get social with us on Untapped. I'm at Jake E four zero two five, and Scott is at M A G N. 8606. And with that, let's go straight to Birdland at 280 characters or fewer on this week on the Twitters. First, let's go to a tweet from Suspetus Family Barbecue at Suspetus BBQ. Hashtag cheers to Manny. Now, Jake Mintz is an unapologetic Orioles fan from Suspetus Family Barbecue. He tweeted out a drink that he was having to mourn the loss of Manny Machado. And I responded in in kind with my loose cannon and said, cheers. And that seems to have been a thing. Uh, Jake retweeted it with hashtag cheers to Manny. And if you go to Twitter and find hashtag cheers to Manny, so many of you joined us for a few drinks. Thank you. That was fun. It made me feel a little less lonely. Next, I want to go to a tweet from the Baltimore Orioles. This one simply says hashtag Thanks, Manny. And it's a video of highlights. And frankly, if you want to watch it, you will cry. That's just how this works. Next, we have a tweet from Rock Kabako, who tweets at Mass and Rock. Duquette said the hashtag Orioles will be more active in the international market. Today is the first step in, quote, a new direction, end quote. I'm not sure how much I believe that, but that would be phenomenal. Regardless of how the the trade goes down, if we win, if we lose, if the players that we get back are are meaningful in any way, shape, or form, the fact that the Orioles are willing to take notice, to stand up and realize that the way they've been going isn't a successful way, and there is a, a more enlightened way to run a baseball team, if nothing else but that happens, then the Orioles win this trade. The next tweet comes from John Mioli, uh, at John Mioli. In addition to trading veterans, Dan Duquette said the Orioles' rebuild will include an investment in technology and analytics as well as the international markets. Uh, Ditto to what I just said, but uh, that was a little more uh, with the investment in technology and analytics. 
Who knows what that will mean? The statement uh, that came from the Orioles was retweeted by many. I'm just going to pick one. Here's a tweet from uh, Eduardo Encina, at Eddie in the yard. Hashtag Orioles issue this statement from Dan Duquette on Machado Trade. It reads as follows. Manny Machado provided the Orioles fans with many great memories over his eight years in Birdland. We will always appreciate his talent, and we wish him the best in the National League. As we begin the task of rebuilding our roster to compete in the AL East, we look forward to the contributions of the five players we added to the organization today. Diaz is a young and gifted hitter. Valera and Bannon are versatile fielders with excellent on-base skills, and Creamer and Pop's excellent seasons are indicative of their bright futures. The interesting thing about this statement is the use of the word rebuilding, the first time I've heard it. Next is a tweet from Brittany Giroli, at Brit underscore Giroli. Valera has been optioned to AAA Norfolk, while Diaz, Bannon, Creamer, and Pop have been assigned to AA Bowie. So, we got five players, they're all double-A or more, at least for now, and that is what we know thus far. In a moment, I'm going to talk more about the specifics of the Manny Machado trade, but first I just want to handle the emotions associated with the trade. We knew this was coming. The Orioles are historically bad here in 2018, and have thus far mismanaged the Manny Machado situation in its entirety. Instead of signing a generational talent, the Orioles were destined to trade Manny away. And having waited this long, they were destined to get less than what we would have all hoped. At the beginning of the season, I said that I wasn't going to be satisfied with however they resolved the situation. If they were going to part with Machado, they missed their opportunity to make it a truly franchise-changing moment. And so, here we are. Put simply, this sucks. We all know that the Orioles have to do this if they're going to get better. But you can't get around it. This sucks. Manny Machado has been a fun player to watch. He's an incredible talent, and he was ours. And now he's not. The worst part of this was telling my seven-year-old son, my seven-year-old son who has fallen in love with baseball and is a diehard Orioles fan, the next generation of Orioles fan. I had to tell him tonight that Manny Machado was officially a former Oriole. And Henry said to me, he said, Dad, he can come back someday, right? And I had to look him right in the face. Right into his big brown eyes, full of hope, untouched by a lifetime of Orioles-related disappointments. And I had a choice. I had to decide whether to lie to him or tell him the truth. I don't think so, buddy. I think he's gone. Yeah. So, if you wonder why my emotions are in such turmoil over some millionaire playing a child's game, that's the reason. Because my kid is seven, and when it comes to baseball, so am I.
That's right. Manny Machado is a former Oriole. And in order to talk about that, we need to talk about his his status as a present Dodger. How better to do that than get a perspective from the Los Angeles area? And so we reached out to our good friends over at the Blue Heaven Podcast, and I'm lucky enough to be joined by FRG. FRG, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, what's going on, Jake? Happy to be here. Uh, before we go any further, uh, FRG, what what is that all about? So yeah, that that's uh that's part of the the full blown branding of just me as a person. You know, we gave up the the official name of Clint so many years ago, and we went with uh, FRG, which is Fat Ryan Gosling. Uh, it's it's just you know it gets the ladies so excited every single time. So uh, we have to do it, although you know in moderation, just like a fine beer, uh, in moderation for sure. Well, what a fine segue. Uh, we have our, our own traditions here at Bird's Eye View. We start every show with the drink of the week. So tell me, uh, what is your drink of the week? Actually, drink of the week, funny enough, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm a part of this segment. I just got turned on to a beer called Champagne Velvet uh, just yesterday. Part of a, uh, We were running a little simulcast broadcast of the All-Star Game. And um, Champagne Velvet is a, a beer over here uh, local to the L.A. area. And it is a very, very fine-tasting Pilsner. So that is my kind of go-to for the next couple of weeks for sure. All right. We'll look out for it. All right. Enough of the pleasantries. You got my player. I'm kind of pissed about it. But we should talk about what we got in return. The Orioles traded Manny Machado finally to the Los Angeles Dodgers, consummating the deal for five players. I could pretend to be an expert, but frankly, that's why you're here. Uh, I'd like yeah. to go through each of them in turn, and don't worry, you don't have to pretend to be an expert on each one, but what can you tell me about each of the five players that the Orioles are getting back in this deal? Let's start out with uh, Usniel Diaz, the right fielder, uh, who I believe is at this point playing in A. correct? Yeah, yeah, he's double double A guy. He's the centerpiece. Great on base skills. Uh, you know, kind of one of the the sabermetric darling players you see these days. Uh, and as one of those guys we kind of plucked when we were pretty much signing every Cuban born player that was available. You know, Puig, Arbuena, Yadiel Alvarez, and and uh, he just somehow just constantly gets on base. The, the the walks are always almost higher than the strikeouts. Uh, high on, on base, the plus slugging, you know, at 905, uh, for this season, uh, could mature into a 25 home run guy, but, you know, don't put too much of the pressure on him. Uh, it seems like somebody, you know, he's going to make his errors in the outfield right now. Uh, like so often the international players seem to do early on in their careers, but plus speed guy, right fielder's arm, uh, you know, in LA, I would say we'd probably see him in 2020, but, you know, we know things are hurting there a little bit more in Baltimore, so there's a fair chance you see him uh, next year or sooner for sure. And, you know, with, with players, obviously, at this stage in their career and at this stage of their development, uh, it's impossible to really project how well they'll do. I will say, however, the fact that he was not developed by the Orioles system is the best thing he has going for him. Um, but oh, 100%. Do you, do you think that this is a player, uh, what do you think his major league ceiling is? Uh, he's definitely a starting right fielder. I mean, in a in a pinch, you could probably see him playing some center. But, you know, he, he strikes me as the type like we've I'll be reasonable here in saying that we've been knock on wood, very lucky in, in the talent we've traded away in recent vintage for 
some rental players like, uh, you know, we won't mention you Darvish because we still hate him in LA, but, uh, a lot of the players just really haven't panned out. Thankfully, you know, we can go with Zach Lee for Chris Taylor straight up, which was a, a glorious trade still to this day. But, uh, this is the one that I'm a little bit more worried about. You know, you probably got a, a solid 10 year, 15 year career as, um, maybe, maybe an all-star type guy, but he's definitely going to be, Somebody maybe in the neighborhood of a, of a Yasiel Puig with hopefully, for your, for your guys' sake, hopefully not the same drama following him around. Sure. I, I, believe me, I take no offense to the whole I hope it doesn't work out type of deal. We, we have that going <laughs> on here in, in uh, Birdland. Uh, I, I look at this trade and it's invariably going to be compared to the trade that the Orioles made uh, with the Mariners for Eric Bedard that brought back again. Yeah. Five players. Uh, the darling of that trade, of course, was the Adam Jones. I'm not sure it's fair to look at this trade and say, does Diaz compare favorably or at all with Adam Jones? But I think that when all things are said and done and we're comparing the history of trades in, in Baltimore, that's going to be the question. Um, but I, I think that we're probably getting a, a guy here who is his floor is Major League talent. Right, the absolute Absolutely. worst he could be would be a three to four outfielder. Um, so you know, for two yeah. and a half month rental, that in itself might have been enough. But let's let's talk about what else we got. Um, the next piece is a right-handed pitcher, uh, Dean Creamer. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, that the Dean Creamer is a guy named Dean Creamer. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that would be my my hashtag analysis here. Uh, he's honestly, he's kind of a guy who's made, uh, some strides this season, you know, plus fastball velo guy probably will, uh, you know, take a bit of a downturn being in Baltimore, uh, system. <laughs> we'll say, uh, you know, they don't have the same type of cheats they have over there in Houston, you know, no shade intended, but, um, you know, the stats are showing good strikeout to walk rate, um, in a short minor league career. And, you know, he just made it to triple a, so. He's somebody you could probably see in the next uh, year or two, is in at the very least out of the pen. Sure, and again, a totally unfair question, but what do you think his ceiling and floor is? Floor, you probably got a a middle reliever, but ceiling from from just from what I'm seeing, and you know, hashtag not a scout here. You know, you probably got a three or four guy. Uh, which means Baltimore. This is a Hall of Famer. Right. Should I <laughs> should I stop Should I stop making all the digs? My bad. You know, I, we just we <laughs> we're I, I a World Series team. You know, I don't think you out. understand how it works here in Baltimore. Uh, this <laughs> This is our reality. Uh, no, and if you can't have some gallows humor fun with it, why bother doing it? Uh, the thing I think is interesting about you know a guy like you just described, who you know is a middle reliever at worst, and you know maybe a third, fourth starter, is that guys like that have value. Right. They have value just in the fact that you don't have to go and acquire that. Uh, And if you can get talent like that brought back in in a trade like the Manny Machado one, um, if the Orioles were a team that spent money, let's just pretend if the Orioles were a team that spent money, you could go and spend your money elsewhere on on, you know, your one through two starters. uh, If you've got a three and four guy instead, we've got um, five number five guys and it's not working. for us. Go figure. Uh, let's talk about Zach Pop, uh, right-handed pitcher, uh, 21-year-old. I think he's in high A at this point. Do we know anything about him and what he might be? I'm pretty sure you just told me more about him <laughs> than I knew. Uh, you know, I was I did a little bit of research. You know, kind of getting uh, 
ready for this, but more so I want to see what we're getting rid of. And I, I think it's kind of funny that baseball references even have a picture of the kid. Uh, All I know about him is that he's a pitcherman. Uh, he's a right-handed pitcherman from Canada. And the stats show, actually, all he's done in his career so far, uh, you know, a season and a half, is get outs. He's just getting out, uh, and you know that seems like probably something you would want there uh, on the Orioles. I, I hope that with this particular player, again, the the fact that he was not selected by the Orioles is probably the best thing that we can say about him. Very fair. Ryland Bannon, a third baseman, 22, and he is uh, again in the lower levels of the minors. Uh, this is another guy that we're we're hoping might turn into something, but again. Who the heck knows? Um, I think the feeling here in Baltimore is that the best case scenario is that he could play, you know, third base or second base with some arm concerns on an everyday basis. Um, yeah. But the, uh, you know, the floor is that he goes away and we never hear from him again. Yeah, well, I'm looking at this this guy as kind of really the sleeper in this trade. Like, he's displayed a big-time bat so far since being picked in the eighth round last year. Already 30 home runs in only 129 games across rookie ball and single A and since, uh, well, I guess draft of 2017. High on base skills, another guy like that. But yeah, that glove and, and, and part of his arm, uh, seem like kind of what's gonna be his struggle to, to stay a major league player. All right. The next piece, uh, Bravik Valera. I, I think this may be the piece I'm most excited about. This is a oh. utility player, 26 year old, really unremarkable, seems to be kind of just thrown in as an extra. But here's, yeah. here's why I'm excited. Here in Baltimore, utility players are worshipped or they are hated. They are the subject of all sorts of discussions, and I'm sure you don't recognize the name Ryan Flaherty, but that was a guy who was a lightning rod here in Baltimore. I'm desperately hoping this Bravik Valera cat will be the next utility player that bounces around all over the field, maybe is our emergency catcher, maybe throws a couple of innings in relief and mop-up duty when things get ridiculous. This is the player that I'm looking at, because if this trade doesn't work out, at least this utility guy may provide some entertainment. Yeah, he's uh, he's a dude that's been up and down with the big club this season, and I'm pretty sure, actually, as part of his locker room plate uh, above his locker, it's Bravik, unremarkable Valera. It just has to be. 100% glove first and only kind of guy. Uh, definitely not someone you're going to say has light tower power or really great bat-to-ball skills, but he's polite. He's rarely late. And he definitely brings that good glove with him to the infield. That's what I like to see. All joking aside, again, every every roster needs that guy, right? Every organization yeah, oh, 100%. All, on their 40-man needs that guy who, even if he hangs out in, in AAA and, and gets brought up, you know that is an important role that, that everybody needs. And currently, the Orioles don't have one. We're playing guys like uh, Danny Valencia in the infield, which is um, awful. Which is awful. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to want to go ahead and send you guys some beer then just to, to make it through the next few uh, seasons. So enough about us. Tell me about how excited you are to get Manny Machado. Hey, you know what? We we gave up some, some uh, at least in our system, some prospects. You, know, you guys were able to pluck away the 4th, 27th, and our 28th prospects uh, for a rental. But um, this is something like everybody's been blowing up for the last, you know, 
12 to 20 hours. You know, we, we've uh, had about five or 10 different false starts of, oh, he's, it's officially, it's done. It's official. You know, we have to make sure that everything's, it's official, 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 and it's done, done, done. You know, we have to do the, the rule of three on this. But, uh, when, when, uh, we finally get the, the email saying <laughs> it's official from the Dodgers, you just have the sigh of relief. I'm pretty sure we have, you know, celebrate good times going on on the radio in the background. It, it's, it's really exciting to, throw away so many prospects to go and pick up somebody who's a worse defender than Corey Seager at shortstop. And that's something I want to ask you about a bit in a bit, but uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you're, you have a number three hitter, a legitimate number three hitter added to this team that just made a world series. And I really, uh, everybody here in LA is extremely excited. I mean, we just got LeBron and this is probably the only type of player that could have cast, borderline shadow over signing LeBron a few weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, we know, we know the, um, the advanced stats, they haven't been too, too keen on Manny at shortstop. What have you seen? Uh, what, what's your feel of him moving from short to third this season? Well, it's unfortunate that my co-host Scott Magnus is on assignment in Chicago at the moment uh, because he is our stats guy. So instead I'm going to give you the guts, the feel and the eye test. Sorry. Um, here's here's the deal with Manny Machado. Manny Machado is a generational talent, an all-world third baseman. Manny Machado is the heir apparent to Brooks Robinson at third base, and that is a very serious statement here in Baltimore. Absolutely. Yeah. Having said that, Manny Machado is a capable, at best, shortstop. I don't think that he will be any great shakes at short. However, he will be competent and he will bring his bat. He's athletic. He's a guy who's capable of making plays that shouldn't be made. Um, and with the way that uh, modern defenses shift, you're going to see him out of position anyway a whole lot of time. And his <laughs> skills fair. his skills do translate to being in places where a human being shouldn't be in order to make the throw to first. That having been said, in a standard video game setup for where a shortstop should be, I think that he's average at best. But, uh, again, get him back to third base where he belongs, and he will absolutely blow your mind. Yeah, we've all seen the highlights on uh, here on the West Coast for for years and years, and he's just somebody like you, you look at trying to put together your team on paper. You look at third baseman, and and you're you know you're you're pulling from a hat between him and Nolan Arenado. And uh, luckily, <laughs> we got his, at least his bat for that, and and hopefully with a little bit of work here, uh, you know, with our guys uh, in L.A., you know, we can we can get a little bit more out of him at shortstop but yeah i mean the the level of excitement you know we we cannot play a game soon enough to see this happen i mean this is this is going to be an event hopefully they roll out the red carpet there in milwaukee where we're headed next but uh really really exciting stuff it could not have happened to a better group of team uh, or, or fan base and uh, team <laughs> than us for sure all right not so by this is a uh, this is a loaded question. Of course, you have only one right answer, but I'm going to ask you for honesty. Manny Machado, does he push you guys over the top? I think that's really going to be the biggest thing. If Manny leads us to a championship, which he absolutely could, uh, this trade's going to have all the feel of a win-win-win for everybody. If if we get bounced in the championship series, then 
most likely you guys are going to be the guys that come out on top, you know, two, three years from now. But uh, given where we're at, given, you know, the bats, this is just another one of those, you know, good problems to have because you, you look at bringing in Manny and then you're talking about, oh, we have to push this guy, which in this case is Chris Taylor off of short. But we have another guy with like Kike Hernandez who would be somebody Baltimore would just eat up. This this guy is the the ultimate in in the the super utility and he honestly should be an everyday shortstop, but um, this is a guy he's not even going to see a ball hardly these days, and it's it's insane to look at the fact that we have, you know, the best bat, one of the best bats, a top what three four bat coming from the American League, let alone the American League uh, American League East coming to our team and uh, absolutely preparing to take on and win that game seven that we uh, unfortunately kind of tanked last year. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, Manny Machado was an actual Orioles prospect. We drafted him. We developed him. We made him a major league talent, and then he did the rest. He is, as I indicated, a generational talent. He's a lot of fun to watch on an everyday basis. So you listen to me, and you listen to me now. You enjoy the hell out of him playing uh, every day for you, and you take care of him in the stands. You understand me? Oh, absolutely. Where I think everybody's dusting off their their uh, 2008 Manny Wood shirts and all that. We'll just scratch out Ramirez, and uh, we're going to properly embroider it with Machado. That's what I like to hear. All right, there are a lot of Orioles fans who will be looking west uh, because, frankly, the, the local scene is not so impressive at the moment. Looking west to see not only how Manny does, but to see uh, you know what the reaction is in the Los Angeles area. And, hey, I know a good podcast that might be okay. interesting for them uh, to listen to. Can, tell me a little bit about what you guys have going on out, out there and where uh, our listeners can find you. So Blue Heaven is the official Dodgers Nation podcast, and uh, we are a weekly show. Come out every Wednesday. And uh, we just actually put out our, our latest episode today. We recorded late last night, so we had all of the reaction about Manny and all of our excitement uh, with myself and my co-host, Kevin. And uh, we actually just had an addition to our Dodgers Nation team uh, with Greg Bergman, who has uh, – he's um, with ESPN. He's an executive producer with ESPN and uh, a local radio station here. Uh, really great guy and all the reaction uh, of pure joy and excitement to get – one of the top shortstop bats in the game. So you guys can find Blue Heaven on uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all that, uh, or DodgersNation.com. Just, uh, yeah, Blue Heaven, that's what you want to find. All right. Uh, FRG, if that is your real name. Uh, we just have one. Certificate. <laughs> we just have one final question for you, and this is the most important thing that you'll do uh, here at Bird's Eye View. I have a simple question, uh, and it really all comes down to this. Beatles? Or stones? Oh, Beatles. Excellent. thousand percent. Excellent. See, yeah. we, we knew you were good people out there. Uh, I feel a thousand percent better about handing Manny Machado off to you. Uh, as I said, take good care of him. Enjoy the baseball. And I have to tell you, this fan base is now pulling for you guys for the World Series because there is nothing in the world we want more than to see that kid win a ring, uh, particularly because uh, nothing's going to happen here. You know, we'll do our best. We we are built for it, and uh, hopefully, the the current day uh, lesser version of Kershaw can actually make it through a postseason with uh, adequate stuff. So we are well equipped to do our best 
and give your boy the ring that he deserves for sure. All right. Thanks so much. Enjoy the games. Take it easy, Jake. That's going to do it. I'm not going to blow the save. There's no good or bad to join this ugly. I will say that the prospect of podcasting solo on the Baltimore Orioles is a horrible one. I miss you, Scotty. Come back home so we can do this right. And with that, there's nothing left to say except for this. Baltimore and beyond, I bid you all a fond adieu adieu. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Hi, this is Jovial J. Shepard. Voice of the Bevy Awards. Ever wonder what I'm up to when I'm not announcing Birdland's mid-season podcast awards? Well, you can find me at RetroZap.com, where I host a whole suite of superhero podcasts, including Scarlet Velocity, a Flash podcast, Green Justice, and Arrow podcast, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. case files. You can also get more from me each month on Jedi Journals, the longest-running Star Wars literature podcast in the galaxy, over at ForceCast.net. Plus, I do weekly posts over at RetroZap.com, also called MCU Location Scout, so check them out.